Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Little ray of sunshine on a Friday. Am I right? The big guy's in a bad mood. I'm in a great one. We say hi to you. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. As we say hello, a big Friday. Thomas Gable, Borgata, Director of Race and Sportsbook over there, is going to be joining. Matt Williams, the Prop King, is going to join. And it's going to be a very tricky spot, interesting spot, as Mike Samich, Samo Bombs, is going to join us in the final hour. Going to be very very interesting because he's been taking one on the chin this week. So, Samich, I hope you come with your A-game. Now, we've started up our little survivor contest here on Sharp Money. Sharp Money at vcin.com if you'd like to be a part of it. And I got an email earlier today, big guy, and it was a very complimentary email. Essentially, the person was saying, hey, listen, I love the show, but why do you keep on talking about turning the page on the NFL season? And why is this the money-making season at vcin? Well, first off, vcin is the preeminent and essentially the only market and show and channel and network that focuses strictly on betting sports and on betting sports we're talking about myriad sports so it's not just the NFL anything about the NFL first off the NFL is a lot of fun but that is a very efficient market so what do I mean by that when you get to an NFL Sunday unless you're betting openers you know by the time you get to an NFL Sunday what do you have 14 games got a game on Monday got a game on Thursday so you have what 14 games games on a Sunday, that's a very small market. So the margins are razor thin. And essentially, even props on an NFL Sunday, that market's getting very marginalized as well. So again, very efficient market. Now let's think about hunting some inefficiencies, looking for value on tomorrow, Saturday. Let's think about this. The market hasn't been manipulated because it's so vast. You've got hundreds of soccer matches, Europe, South America, MLS. That season starts tomorrow. It's not necessarily going to be a manipulated market. You've got 13 NHL games tomorrow. You've got a couple of, what, three, four NBA games tomorrow. You've got four spring training games tomorrow. And you've got 140 college basketball games. And that's just the men. You can talk about the women as well. So why I say this is the money-making season, not just for you, you, but all of us here at VEASAN, why this is the most important time of the season is because value, which is a term people get bitter about and triggered by, is much easier to find in a big market. I mean, this is just logic. This is reason. Shout to Aristotle, right, big guy? You knew that. He was the one that invented reasoning. But again, the NFL is very fun to bet. And there are certain people that are attacking openers, you know, your physics, your spritzers, professionals, people you've never heard of that are going to profit over a long NFL season. For the most part, you and I, that is a razor thin margin betting the NFL on a Sunday. You know, essentially, if again, like if you're not attacking the openers where you can find some softer numbers, but by the time those numbers settle in on a Sunday, there's not a lot of wiggle room. We're looking for wiggle room. We're looking for opportunities and we're looking for 
less manipulated markets. That 140 games just in college basketball tomorrow, specifically the smaller conferences, those numbers won't be overly manipulated. Ergo, more value. Okay, so that's to my man, Jeff, that emailed. First off, Jeff, we appreciate the support. And secondly, that's why I keep talking about VEASAN, not only capitalizing and thriving during the offseason, which is anything but the NFL season, but why we get so giddy about this time of the year. There's a reason I take the month of July off. Hello, all-star break, baseball, nothing's happening right now. We got to go. We got to grind. And speaking of grinding, we say hi to the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, who is a bit of a black cloud these days. He's not just wearing a black shirt, but he's going to the gym. He spent two and a half hours at the gym yesterday because of the weight loss contest. And his overall vibe, I would just say, is subpar. So hopefully a little energy today from the big guy. We say hi, Dustin. How are you? Well, I, I spent about 10 hours at the gym this week, and I'm still fat. So that's why I'm not thrilled with life right Right now. Stop the negative self-talk. You're doing a great job. Two and a half hours when you didn't want to be at the gym yesterday. Oh, You're definitely. going back to the gym tomorrow because your Brazilian trainer is giving you a free session. I give you all the flowers. All the all, all the lauds <laughs> for you, big guy. Well, thank you. Thank you. I need the support because I don't support myself. So speaking of support. It's Friday, right? And we're in a good mood. We're, fe we're feeling quite charitable. Yeah. Well, it's a five video Friday. <laughs> the family has come through. Let's go. And Avalanche Picks betting into that broad market. And today we've got, what, five videos that were sent in? Yeah. And to your point about the broad market thing, it got me thinking, you know, uh -oh. for for football season, so much of what we do is a build up to the weekend for the most part. Sure, there's weekday games, but this market resets every day, baby. There's a new challenge in front of you every single day. Whereas, like, I think by the time we get to those games on Saturday and Sunday, sometimes we overthink and overanalyze what we think is going to happen. With these, it's just boom, there's a new slate. Look at the angles and figure out what you're firing on. <laughs> That's well put. Now, the reason I said, uh-oh, is because when you start a sentence with, it got me thinking, uh -oh. I'm generally a little concerned, but you nailed that. No, That's I'm just thinking job, about how you said uh, grinding and me, and I, I know you were thinking about work grinding, but then that brought up, like, the Casey and JoJo, is a Casey and JoJo song about grinding? Baby, when we're grinding. Okay, so anyway, we have five videos that were sent today, so why don't we go ahead and discuss exactly whom our sharp friends are part of the family today. Yeah, look, a couple people making uh, first appearances in the family videos. We've had them on the show before. People we haven't heard from in a couple days, maybe a week. So first, we'll have our buddy Aaron Halterman, who everyone knows. He'll have a hockey play for you. Don't worry. Oh, plus money prints. Just chasing those plus prices across the NHL board every day. College baseball, I don't know anything about it. Patrick doesn't know anything about it. Johnny Venezia does. Mm -hmm. He's got two plays for us this afternoon in college baseball. Also, both are plus prices. Tyler Shoemaker back on the program. He's looking at college hoops. We got the T-Shoe Index working for us. Bobby Stanley Jr. was on the show last night. Wants to give us another play this afternoon. His will be in the hardwood. And of course, finally, we got one, two, three plays from Andy the Plug for soccer this weekend, including Monday action. So that's a lot of bets for you coming your way throughout the program. Great job. And of course, Tyler Shoemaker, a uh, betting analyst over at vsin.com. Very sharp dude. Pay attention. <coughs> Excuse me. Dustin's got me choked up. <laughs> pay, pay attention when he talks. <laughs> so there we have it. Hey, a couple of things just to start. Would have been a dicey four and a half minutes, by the way, if you weren't able to regain your voice there. But I think John Goulet, who's here in L.A., started to get a little nervous right there. Uh, a couple of things. One, the NFL, it, it is it's good to be king. We just talked about how efficient that market is and how popular the NFL is, how popular the salary cap just went up thirty one million dollars. So every year the salary cap goes up, what teams individually can spend. And last year it was somewhere right around two thirty four ish. No. Yeah, because this is two hundred and fifty five point four million up thirty one million from last year. So it's good to be king. And the NFL certainly is rumor season draft season and rumor season. Could Drake may be the apple of the Falcons eye or should I say peach? 
Am I right? The Falcons apparently are thinking about trading up to grab the North Carolina quarterback. Good luck with that one, Atlanta, as Drake May starts to run up boards and all. Again, this is an inexact science. It's probably 50-50 with these quarterbacks if you comb through every single draft. But there are certainly... You know, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, the J.J. McCarthy hype is going to just get out of control. I don't buy it. Uh, of course, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix. It's a fertile draft for quarterbacks, big guy. And speaking of quarterbacks, we teased it yesterday, but we didn't have an opportunity to get to it. Our buddy Chris Sims ethered a quarterback. And when I mean ethered, he absolutely tore him apart. And he said he is the most overrated player in the NFL. And this player plays in a city with a very, very fired up fan base. So I don't think it's going to land well. However, if you had followed this team last year, you knew there was some consternation in that locker room. You knew there was something that was upside down and something just didn't feel right. So we'll play that clip from Chris Sims about the most overrated player in the NFL. And I think we touched on it as well, that this player might be a tad overrated. To that point, he was your betting favorite, just to give you a tease, your betting favorite going into last year's NFL season in the MVP market. So... Just a little tease there, big guy. You all right? And he's a human being that we we like and respect. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know him. I, I No, I think actually you've turned on him. I fall for the corny stuff, and I think you've turned on him. And I think it's unfortunate that now Chris Sims and you are beating up on this poor guy. No, I'm not beating up on anybody. I just I see what Sims is saying. That's all I'm saying. We've got, of course, what, ton of back-to-backs in the NBA. I've outlined and highlighted every team that has a rest advantage tonight and those teams that have their backs against it will get to that got a good matchup in minnesota because the bucks they need to do something big guy this is a team since doc has taken over is three and seven the bucks have been to say listless going into the all-star break would be disrespectful to listlessness and the Timberwolves, a great defensive team, which doesn't help because the Bucks, while they're good around the rim, they can't shoot. And the T wolves have the size inside to mitigate the Bucks, And also they defend the three point. Well, so interesting spot here for the Bucks as both the Bucks and Timberwolves get their second, third or second half of the season starts tonight. Neither team was in action last night. So that number right now, the T-Wolves lane four, and you got a total of 225. So we're just getting started. When we come back, we've got five family play vids. We're going to give you a play coming back and then also get into college hoops. A huge Saturday slate, 140 games. Had some good ones last night, including Washington State is officially here as they beat Arizona. Just getting started on a Friday at Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bill AD's back on his BS over there with the newsletter. My man's lit. VSIN.com slash newsletter, the VSIN Daily, written by former editor at the Chicago Tribune, Bill AD. Now he's just rich. He just traverses around town, buying drinks, cocktails for everybody, expert picks and analysis, betting strategies. He's got a little wit to him, too. You gotta watch out. He could be snappy. Latest odds and trends, links to the VSIN top reads, and latest podcast as well. Speaking of which, as we welcome you back here, Sharp Money on a Friday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles, the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson. Uh, speaking of articles, Mike Samich, who's going to join us, Midlife Mike. He wrote an article about college basketball betting strategies, which is up right now. Again, we can teach you, we can give you the fish, or we can teach you to fish, and you can eat for the rest of your life. Keep eating. Veteran handicapper Mike Samich reveals how he uses college basketball and the schedule and statistics to predict a team's results. That is the new vid. Excuse me. The new article over at vcin.com. You would know that if you signed up for free, the vcin newsletter, vcin.com slash newsletter. Uh, vcin.com, a contributor is Tyler Shoemaker. We're going to hear from Tyler in just a bit with a free play for today. I, we, Dustin and I were reminiscing a little bit. When I was growing up, I had this bookie in Inkster, Michigan, which is, it's not a great, well, no disrespect to Inkster. It's just, it is Inkster. And Dustin and I were talking about, this is before the internet. And I used to call him. He said, do you think your bookie's still alive? I'm like, there's no chance. I bet through this guy for 10 years and he never learned my name. I was 53. What do you got? 53. And he had this really whiny voice be like, well, not you again, 53. So then I'd call him and he'd say, what do you want? I'd be like, pre-puberty. I was like, oh, what about the lions? And now think about that. We're talking about markets. What's the most inefficient market to bet the Detroit lions? Uh, Inkster, Michigan, betting through homeboy as number 53. Because if the lions were laying three in Vegas, the lions were laying four in Michigan. So I just get crushed. What do you got, 53? Now, a guy that doesn't get crushed is Tyler Shoemaker. You want to set this up? Yeah, our man Tyler. Look, he has uh, his power ratings that he stands by, the T-Shoe Index. You can check out all of his analysis on this at vsin.com. He has a play for us in college basketball, and he's digging deep. This is Tyler Shoemaker's Sharp Money Family Play of the Day. What's up, Sharp Money? This is Tyler Shoemaker from VEASAN.com. Today, my best college basketball bet is Purdue-Fort Wayne plus three at Green Bay. I project Purdue-Fort Wayne as a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Even looking at how these teams are playing recently over the last five games, I would project Purdue-Fort Wayne minus one-and-a-half. So give me the road team catching three points here. To get all of my college basketball best bets Monday through Thursday, follow me at VEASAN.com. That's ex- now that is well done. The shoe index, Tyler Shoemaker, and it's perfect coming off my long-winded explanation as to what a market is. So he digs deep. That is going to be a less manipulated number than a marquee matchup. So again, Tyler Shoemaker, great job with the college basketball play. We've got four more vids to come here on the program. A stunner in Tucson last night. So this is fascinating. Washington State with the 77-74 win over number four Arizona. 
Uh, and Washington State is legit, and we'll get to why come tournament time. But Arizona, who is the most talented team in the Pac-12 and the cream of that conference, that was a shocking loss. I mean, look at the closer. Arizona was laying 13, a loss outright. They hadn't lost. They were 13-0 and at the McHale Center. So, again, that is a huge win for Washington State, an amazing win for Kyle Smith, the head coach there. And the Cougars sweep Arizona this year. They beat them back in Pullman. Suddenly, this is a team that's for real. Jalen Wells had the four-point play. If you missed this game, it was crazy late. Four-point play in the final minute. He had 27. That's eight straight wins for Washington State. I mentioned the first home loss for Arizona. Now Washington State, they leapfrog Arizona. First place in the Pac-12, which is crazy. Nobody saw this coming prior to the year and the game was tight no team either Arizona or Washington State led by more than seven at any point the final minute minute was amazing Caleb Love hit of course he's Arizona's best player hit a three-pointer in the final minute to go up 74-71 and then that Jalen Wells four-point play was the difference maker hit a corner three fouled hit the free throw so again a very impressive win by a Washington State team, Dustin, that, you know, big team, they can defend, they don't turn it over, they control the pace, like this is a team that could do some damage come tournament time. Shout to Washington State. Yeah, Washington State on the come up, good team, but if you're Arizona, it's one thing to not cover at home, it's another thing to lose outright like that. Uh, do we mark this as just a bad night at home in Tucson, shooting under 28% from three when they shoot over uh, 36 point six on the season from three like to me that that's the the key marker is teams tend to shoot significantly better at home and they were significantly worse yesterday 27.8 versus 36.6 it's a great point by you because I wrote down while I was watching the game last night, I said spotty shot selection by Arizona. So you combine the two. You just mentioned they weren't knocking down the buckets. Spotty shot selection. That's not a good combination. I, I wouldn't necessarily. We had coach Matt McCall on the show yesterday. Chattanooga UMass now works for NBC. And I asked him specifically, Dustin, about Arizona. And he said, I don't know if we're talking about this team enough. So every time we try to tear out these teams, right? You've got UConn blown out Marquette. That's a top five matchup. Then they go to Omaha somewhere in the middle. They go to Creighton and get their doors blown out with the variance and three point shooting. So eventually we're going to have to figure out who is that top tier. And right now with Arizona losing, you'd have to say Purdue. Purdue was in a surly mood last <laughs> night at home against a bet. A Rutgers team that can't shoot. We talked about that, but how about Purdue? 96 to 68. What is that? Some symmetry here. That's a 28-point win by Purdue after losing this Sunday at Ohio State or Saturday, whatever it was. That's a 28-point win. What did UConn do to Marquette? 28-point win the previous weekend. So we're starting to see some synergy or symmetry as far as Purdue. They were great offensively think about this Purdue shot 63 percent from the floor in the first half they were up 52 to 33 at the break Rutgers just can't make shots we talked about that Edie had 25 a 28 point win there for Purdue and your boy Matt Painter yeah this is when he shines man when it doesn't matter he's awesome he's an awesome coach no pressure nothing on the line I might be going money line against him every step of the way in the NCAA tournament at some point that ticket's going to cash for me and hook me up because when it matters Matt Painter's not going to figure it out but good win by him good win against a, a, a tough tough defensive Rutgers team I like it good job let's do it when it matters let's get to a final four how about with a two-time Naismith award winner Wow, you are you're sticking with the painter shtick. He I see he lost me a bunch of money last year. I decided to go. I heard everyone saying what, what I'm saying now, and Oof. I was not. I was giving him the benefit of, a, of the doubt a year ago. I was like, you Oof. know what? I was like, Matt Painter, at some point it's going to click. He's going to get over the hump. And I put my money where my mouth was 15 to one to win the national title. And know, know what my boy did? My boy lost to a freaking 16 seed, Fairleigh Dickinson. The entire lineup was like six foot four. And they have a seven foot five player losing to a bunch of six foot four guards from a commuter school in Fort Lee, New Jersey. May I push back just a little bit? Go for it. And talk about how year to year things can change. Do you think Steve Sarkeesian's a donk? 
yeah, yeah. He's he's a, yeah. a one yeah. seed. He's yeah. a one he, seed. He he's a one seed. Yeah, he is right. So we talked about Sarkeesian talent throughout his career as a head coach, but just not good in a big spot. Uh, if we're talking Final Four, last time I checked, Sarkeesian and Texas made the Final Four this year in college football. Sure, sure. And at some point, maybe Matt Painter gets there. Maybe. But uh, he had Robbie Hummel did nothing with him. Had Jaden Ivey did nothing with him. Like, it's a tale as old as time. Might as well be a Disney movie at this point. He's going to need angels in the outfield to come into the basketball court, lift that team to the Final Four. Because as long as Matt Painter's calling the shots, you can't trust that program. Thank God for Google, right, big guy? Hey, uh, FAU, a big, a big win over SMU. SMU was on a heater. Here come the Owls, a Final Four team from last year, just like Dustin had it. Sharpie. Uh, Elijah Martin had 20. Dominated in the paint, FAU. They needed to do that, 42 to 26 in the paint. Owls, 46% from the floor. Held SMU to 39% shooting. So, again, close six and a half. It's a cover, 80 to 70, 154 on the total. So it stays under. But but there's your trend. Lose to South Florida on Sunday. Come back, cover the spread here on Thursday. Like, I think that's all you should be looking for in college ba- basketball is these, these bounce back angles, revenge angles. The X's and O's do matter, but the home court advantage, who plays well on the road, who shoots the three, who defends the three, and the angles of bouncing back off losses or riding too high after a big win and overlooking the next opponent. That's it. That's all you need to look at. And what's that have to do with Matt Painter? That has nothing to do with Matt Painter. That has to do with Florida Atlantic. (laughs) I know. I just feel like once you get stuck on something like the Painter hate, the Painter hate is going to continue for three hours. Well, no, if he's going to win three national championships in a row, and then I'll just take credit because I motivated him. Okay. Good job by you. Tremendous start by the big guy. Thomas Gable talking college hoops at the top of the hour. We're coming back with the NBA full slate tonight. Sharp money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, become a VSIN pro, get your daily best bets, access to the betting splits. We've got our big dance betting guide coming up as well. Go to vsin.com slash pro. vsin.com slash pro. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Our next guest is Matt Williams, and I'm fired up to talk to Matt because not only is he a writer over at the game day Major League Baseball betting analyst at Matt We 77 IAMS. Okay, that's Twitter. But he is a volume better. What do I mean by that? He's got 21 plays in the NBA tonight. On the season, he's 897 and 627. He's up 135 units. Okay, now as we say hi to Matt, Matt, you're a volume better. So Dustin asked you about your favorite play for the tonight. Night And here's what you said. I usually do not have favorite wagers since my volume approach is a pass fail system based on criteria I set up that uses my private projections, previous performance, recent performance, schedule and matchup. That's a long winded intro to say, how does one get down this much? This is insane. Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, volume in general, it's a lot of people, uh, it scares them a little bit. But one thing I always tell people, especially when anyone is like tailing plays, tail plays, don't tail risk. Keep the risk within your own, um, with your own budget. I flat, you know, flat bet everything. That's why I said I don't have any particularly favorite plays like some people do. They'll put two units on a play, one and a half units on a play. I'll just play, play them straight across the board. And, and what I mean is uh, the criteria I have is over time, which – to, to play volume, like the idea of volume is that variance will get you with a shorter amount of bets. The more you bet, there's less variance. But the caveat of that is you actually have to put out decent bets. You have to understand expected value. You have to be able to identify value. The bets you're putting out there are still expected to hit. So in my case, you know, I do use my own private projections, but there are plenty of great ones out there uh, that, that people can use. Uh, you know, if you know, you can find one that you trust, you can, you know, go to a couple of different ones. But really what you want to look for is uh, you got to understand implied odds, which, you know, if anyone, if you need a little help, you can just Google an implied odds calculator. If you want to, you know, convert odds into a percentage, you can see the percentage chance that you need a bet to hit. I have a, I have a tweet up 
Schaefer, the difference between a minus 110, minus 130, and minus 150, and how those points really matter and why you have to um, value shop, which that's another uh, that's another topic entirely. But for me, to try to break it down a little more simply, I know I'm rambling here, is, yeah, I'll just do a bunch of parameters looking at the current price for the bet, whatever the prop may be, and if it's in a certain parameter in my projections. Now, that'll change depending on what the current price is and what I projected is versus the line. Uh, now, that'll either hit or it won't. It's pass-fail. Um, you know, there, there's certain things like, you know, they say you don't have to watch sports to be a good better. I do. Uh, sometimes I'll add in things here or there. You obviously need to make some tweaks on the fly in your head based on the last-minute changes, uh, you know, for you know someone being out, you know, changes in minutes. But you, you basically want to have a projection within a certain range that you deem to be pass or fail, and then that changes on different variables based on, like, home away, uh, if they're playing a back-to-back, who's in and out of the lineup, things like that. But, I mean, so it basically comes down to this is not something you, like, do overnight, uh, something I tweak constantly, and it's just, uh, you know, you if a one night, if there happens to be only five bets that pass, I, I'll, I'll bet five. One night there happens to be 35 that pass, I'm betting all 35. Because the idea is, I, if I think I have a 60% chance to hit a target, I'm going to take as many shots at the target as possible because over time, my uh, percentage is going to be higher. So if I think I have a 60% of chance to hit every single one of these bets, I'm going to bet every single one. First off, feel free to ramble because we love the theory. <laughs> Matt Williams, better joining us here. So obviously you have your algo, you have your system, you have your projections, mm-hmm. you plug, and then you fire to the number of what, 15, over 1,500 bets so far this year, yep. and you're up big. So we love that. Now let's go back to, there's 24 hours in a day. Uh, how about just time? Isn't it it's so time strenuous, or do you have a system that makes it so much more efficient for you? Yeah, well, when you, have, uh, when you already have your, um, your projection set up, that does a lot of the work for you. Uh, for anyone, a beginner, there's a lot of ones different people plug. I don't know if you have ones particular you guys like on the show. Feel free to just plug that one. But, you know, like ones like the props.bet outlier, um, get something like that. If you, it'll help you price shop faster. Um, anything like that, it will, that'll save you a little bit of time. You know, those things cost a little bit of money. But you can always go to different, different – there's tons of free websites too. And you can just, you know, go to your website or, you know, your subscribers there somewhere where you can price shop easily. But if you already have a projection system where you can go in there and kind of have a feel for where you want it to be, it can kind of go quickly. Um, most of the time, what I do is uh, I'll be watching the late games and I'll just kind of, you know, chilling on my couch and I'll take a run through the opening lines and I'll usually put out bets the night before all the, all the value that I think is probably going to move before the morning. You know, sometimes a couple of, you know, either by price or the line just will move dramatically and I'll put them out for everyone who follows me. And then the next day I'll check in the morning to see if like, you know, some of the late games hadn't been posted. I'll just plug a few there. And then, you know, it's just kind of when I have time later in the afternoon, but yeah, once you kind of been doing it for a while, it really doesn't take too much time to kind of sift through. And, f- and when you say follow, is that Twitter where people can find your information? Yeah, but well, there's two things. Uh, Twitter is where I usually do a lot of my just like posts and talking to people. I actually do my my uh, pinned tweet uh, that I have, or you know whatever they call it on X now, uh, is actually a spreadsheet. You know, my I think my NFL link is still there. My ML, my uh, NBA and my MLB. I post all my plays on there so you can follow along. You can see all the plays that I've done for the entire season. I have like, you know, I have them in order of game start to make it a little easier for every single person. So you can follow that as well. I usually post those on the sheet at game time, but all of the ones that I post like earlier, I usually just put out on Twitter. Uh, One thing though, I do want to say like, you know, um, just to reiterate for everyone, say tail, you know, tail picks, not risk. I start off the season, um, you know, maybe doing like half unit, plays and then as the season goes on and I'm more and more successful, I'll bump those up to like a unit play across the board. But that's not something I suggest everyone does. Not everyone can do that. There's nothing wrong with going like a tenth of a unit or a quarter unit, uh, whatever you can do. The whole idea is, you know, if you're going to spend, um, you know, if you're going to spend, if you have like a hundred dollars to spend and you were going to do that over, th- you know, five plays, you know, there's no reason why you just can't cut the units down and spread that over 20 plays. The whole idea is um, not to cherry pick, you know, you're not trying to make parlay here the whole idea is you're making single wagers and the idea that you will hit a certain percentage in order to profit over time 
Okay, I, Matt, Matt, I don't know why Dustin hasn't introduced me to you, but you're, you're fascinating to me. So I want to continue with this, and we'll give out a ton of your plays coming up in, in just a bit. Are you, is your background mathematics? Uh, well, um, background is baseball mathematics. I, I actually had, uh, I just worked in baseball for a long time, uh, a lot of a fantasy background. That's where I spent a lot of time there. But yeah, as far as, uh, as far as like practical, uh, education, no, not, 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 not too much. Uh, but that's just like kind of where, uh, where the math background came in was, uh, mostly through baseball, which baseball is, I oddly enough, my best sport when it comes to gambling, which is usually backwards for most people. Usually people People uh, find that to be the most difficult, but, you know, for whatever reason, you know, there's certain things that are difficult in baseball as far as like, you know, full game sides. But when you go into like F5s and certain wagers, like I'll bet over under one strikeout, there's certain things you can take advantage of that books are just not prepared for and they adjust throughout the season. So, uh, you know, baseball season is coming up soon, so we'll have some fun with that. But yeah, it's a lot of just to do with uh, sports analytics and uh, just kind of sprawled from there. And we're going to have you on during the summer. Now, I just have two minutes here. We're going to come back and give out a bunch of your plays. So don't worry about giving plays. I have a question. You mentioned the 60%. I'm trying to manage. I'm trying to let people know that are new to the industry. Just understand if you're hitting 55%, 56%, you're doing a great job. Like the the numbers that people are throwing out there, I'm 65%, I'm 70%. That's just, you're being hoodwinked. Do you have a target as far as what you're trying to win? You got a minute here, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the 55, 60 is kind of where you want to be. Um, as far as at least like, you know, the uh, implied probability of you hitting your shots. Uh, I think anything, you know, anything above that is, is gravy. Sometimes you'll, I say, I don't have favorite plays, but sometimes you'll have one where your projection is obviously a lot more, but I still don't jump on and like double my units or anything. Uh, you know, you're going to get some plays that uh, you think are great that don't hit. The idea is you just want to fire away as much as possible. So yeah, the, uh, yeah, in general, uh, yeah, I don't really. Uh, I mean, I don't. I think that's the best way to sum it up. <laughs> Sorry if it, I no, it's perfect. It, listen, listen. I, I don't know where you've been my whole entire life, but I, we're gonna have you back on if you don't mind. That was tremendous. Uh, a guy that's you know, prop wise and side and totals got over 1500 bets so far this year. So Matt, thank I you for that. We're going to get theory for, I can talk about theory for like three hours. That That's <laughs> what we want talk fast here and get as much as I can. No, that's what we want. <laughs> well, if Dustin's going to contact you, we'll have you on next week. We'll carve out two segments to do that. And we'll continue with the theory talk. Is that cool? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, Matt Williams, thank you very much. I want to give him a plug here. We'll come back and give out some of his plays. You can find Matt Williams on Twitter, Matt, W-I-7-7-I-A-M-S. That's Matt Williams. We're going to come back, give out his plays and some more NFL next. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. We welcome you back on a Friday. Like 60 picks today. That's all. No big deal. We say hi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. The big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, out of breath, ray of sunshine today at the D downtown Las Vegas. Now, I told you what we've got coming up could be tricky, and this is going to be a tough spot because Mike Samich, who is not necessarily just a great guy, but he's one of the sharpest handicappers on the planet. He's a VEASAN host. You can hear him on the weekends with Matty Brown on Saturdays and Sundays. It's called The Handle. Look it up, kids. But he's world-renowned as one of the best horse racing handicappers on the planet and has taken over VEASAN. Now, the thing about Samich is he's very sensitive. And we've got a relationship, a friendship, and it's hanging on by a thread. If you missed earlier in the week, Samich came on the show and he was doing some home repair. So he had a backward hat on that was covering his eyebrows and we just had a little fun with it. Like what's going on here? Samich is usually so buttoned up, handsome with the gel in the hair. And then a good friend of his, Aaron Halterman, RacingDudes.com, who you're going to hear from in just a little bit, said midlife crisis, Mike. Okay. Now, Mike is old. That's just like you can't you can't argue with when you were born. So Mike's old. And when Samich got called out for having a midlife crisis with the backward hat on, he got bitter and he hasn't texted the three of us since. First, we'll welcome in the big guy, Dustin Sweetelson, of course. And you can find Mike Samich's article, College Basketball Betting Strategies, up at VEASAN.com today as he talks about using college basketball schedule and statistics to predict a team result. Dustin, did I say anything that was incorrect before we say hi to Mike? No, I can confirm all all of that. Uh, That is all truthful. And look, this comes from a place of concern for our friend. That's all it is. I think he's going through something and we need to help get him out of it. And we say hi to Mike Samich, a good friend, great handicapper. Mike, welcome to the program. Thank you very much, guys. I, uh, I actually appreciate it. You know, it's been a very introspective week for me this week. I've been really trying to deal with some inner demons that you guys brought out on Tuesday. And hopefully I'm going to be a better man for it moving forward. Can we go ahead? Uh, you see in the corner there, if you're watching at VEASAN.com or on YouTube TV, you see in the corner of the picture. Maybe we <laughs> fellas in the back, we could take that picture for a full screen just to get everybody an idea of what we're talking about. Now, that's unfortunate for everybody that has to see it. Now, Mike said, of course, that he was doing some home repairs. That's why he had a backward hat on, which, which is interesting because apparently all the 15 and 16 year olds that I see every day at the beach, they're also building a home because they have a backward hat on as well. Mike, would you like to defend yourself? No, I mean, I don't think it's really needs to be defended here. I have like, unfortunately, Patrick, we're all not as big time as you. So some of us have to do work in our own studios to make them better. And I have a 16 foot window right here. You can see it. If you pull that picture up, how light it is in that picture. You know why? I took down the entire 16 feet worth of shade that day and put up a nice blackout curtain. That's why it's now blacked out over here. And you know what? I was sitting there and I was thinking, I'm going to have to do this for a couple hours because, you know, it took me from about 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. to do that. And I still want to make sure I help my friends and put in a video play. And this is where it got me. So, no, I just I didn't. I'm not able to roll out of bed, throw my hair in a man bun and look all professional. Patrick. <laughs> I've got to go through here. 
And, uh, you know, I decided I would, I would take one for the team and I would throw the backward hat on and do the video for you, which by the way, the pick one, and then yes, get back to my home improvement work. So yes, I did on Tuesday. That's factual. And we do appreciate all the effort of Somo bomb as we go back to the picture. Just a quick question for you in regards to the picture, because obviously everybody knows how handsome you are. Just the idea of wearing the hat backwards over your eyebrows. Is that like a thing that I just hadn't caught on to yet or what? I wouldn't quite say it's over the eyebrows. It is a little low in that. I'll give it to you. I didn't even realize it, to be honest, until you guys mentioned it, because I mean, clearly I wasn't all that worried about appearance in that video. I was more worried about getting the video done for you. Um, it's a little low. I'll give it to you. I can see it's pulling up the eyebrows a little bit there. So <laughs> yes. that's on me. Yes. I'll work on my backward hat game in the future, Patrick. I promise. Mid Midlife Crisis Samich was from your good friend, Aaron Halterman. I'm sure that didn't feel great. Honestly, I'd love to have a midlife crisis. I haven't like frivolously spent money on something that I've really wanted for a while. And I sent you guys, I used to own this 2000 Toyota Spider. It was a little yellow car, bought it with my poker money when I was in the 18 years old. I had to get rid of it. I kind of want to get it back. That would be the midlife crisis by there if I went and did something like that. Unfortunately, now I have to reveal that that whole entire bit was shtick because everybody knows that Mike Samich, his temperament is always even, always medium. He never gets mad at anything. It's annoying. So we try to piss him off. So there you have it. He didn't get mad. He no. plays right along with everything and it's freaking annoying. So that's really big guy what it comes down to. Yeah, but you are dying your hair now, right? You can at least be honest about that. No, no, you can see the gray in there. See, still got some gray in the beard right there. <laughs> you know what it is? Your hair, Luckily, that's your beard. Yeah, you know, you know what it is? Well, I think part, it, it must be the blackout curtains you put up. The, the lighting makes it look darker now. It is. It is the blackout curtain. It was a success. You see, I did the handle on uh, last week from 9 a.m. to noon Pacific plug. Go check it out this weekend. And Stephanie, who's our phenomenal producer, is like, hey, the light's all messed up. I had to turn my camera darkness all the way down, just or brightness, all the way down just to make it uh, a decent picture for that show. And so I went out and I invested in some blackout curtains. I couldn't do it on Monday because it was a holiday. So I had to do it on Tuesday. And unfortunately, you know, that was the day where we had a we, we had a little talk in the morning. So I didn't have time to shower and get ready and everything before going to Home Depot and doing the curtains. I was fully committed to your show, Sharp Money, on Tuesday. And this is what I get for it. It's unbelievable. Larry, hit me one time with the Somo bomb. Then we're going to get into sports betting. There it is. A Somo bomb. Mike Somich joining us, host of The Handle. Somo bombs on Twitter. Um, first off, great, great article. We, we can get into some real stuff now. That was too much fun. Uh, college basketball betting strategies. You write for vcin.com. Let's talk about the approach with this article. You don't have to give it all away. Just a synopsis here. Yeah, for me, I love college basketball, specifically later in the season. I start to really pay attention once the NFL season's up. And with my style of handicapping, it's helpful to have more data points. And we're at a point in college basketball where you have a ton of data points. And, I, you know, my favorite, my favorite angle will always be fading big teams off big wins. We saw that yesterday with Minnesota taking on Ohio State. Didn't get that AF from Ohio State we saw on Sunday. But the other thing I love is these rematch games. I hate it when people say, oh, it's a revenge game, because I don't like the idea that the revenge is just naturally going to motivate a team. If you look at Ohio State and Minnesota, Ohio State beat Minnesota, but that wasn't the first game in the Big Ten. These two teams are so different from them. Minnesota is not getting on the court and thinking we don't want to get swept by Ohio State. And so that's that's not why I want to gravitate toward a spot. But those box scores can tell you so much from those first games. If you look at stats that are repeatable, or that have higher variance, and then you figure out which way that box score went because of those stats, you're able to come up with good lines and good numbers on teams that are more likely to be able to cover. And that's what I love doing late in the college basketball season. I did play one today. I took Ryder minus a point and a half. If you go back and you look at when they faced Iona last time, it was a 94-93 win for Iona. Both teams shot about the same three-point percentage. However, Iona shoots 4% worse on the road. And then if you look at the turnover differential, the uh, turnovers were 14 to three in favor of Iona. So a minus 11 turnover differential for Ryder. When you look at those numbers, they're, they average 12 and 10 turnovers each. So it should just be minus two. So it shows you that even though it was a close game and they shot about the same, when you dig into the box score deeper and you look at the home road splits for stats, and then you look at some of the other statistics that are a little less uh, repeatable, it all favors Ryder. And the one that is very repeatable is rebounds. They specifically had a big guy go for 18 boards and out rebounded Iota by 15 rebounds in that game. 
That's a repeatable stat. That's likely to happen again, whereas three-point shooting, turnovers, things that are higher variance aren't. So get into a lot of that into the article and how you can look for those specific edges inside box scores. Mike, as someone who gets the text to enter it on the website with your plays, I notice, look, you'll bet on a Minnesota in a big conference last night. I was on that with you. But there's a lot of Max with an extra A. There's a lot of Big West. There's a lot of these random teams that people aren't paying attention to. How different is the handicap when it comes to those leagues? And why do you attack a lot of those smaller leagues? Well, there's a couple of reasons I like those smaller leagues. I mean, first off, there's just less money bet on them. So you generally will have the books that are not going to pay as much attention. Sometimes you're going to see a little bit weaker numbers in those. So that's where a lot of my action comes from is smaller leagues. You also have games spaced differently. So a lot of times you only see these teams play one game a week or they'll have big gaps between games. So you can look at it as the team has more time to repair. You're more likely to get the A effort. And then finally, the travel in these leagues is very different. A lot of times when you're going on the road to these different gyms, they're vastly different in size. The shooting shooting lines or the sight lines are vastly different from place to place. And you're also talking about bus travel versus plane travel. It's, it's guys who are not going to necessarily be NBA players who don't have a daily travel routine. I feel like the home court advantage in some of these smaller leagues is significantly bigger as well. And so I'll look to attack with play with home teams in these leagues, just like Ryder at home tonight. I think they have a big advantage because that home gym. Mike, it's what we talked about to open the show. And I'll just quickly reiterate. I got an email from somebody say, why do you keep on saying this is money making season for Visa and everybody bets the NFL? And that's my point. By the time you get to, you know, 14 games on a Sunday, that's a very small market. And the market is very efficient at that point. So the margins are razor thin. You know, even the props are getting tighter on an NFL Sunday. So you go to a smaller conference because it's less manipulated. There's better opportunities for to find inefficiency efficiencies where the number hasn't been manipulated. There's more value, if you want to use that term, in opportunities when there's 140 games on a college basketball Saturday. Yeah, when you look at the NFL, I mean, you have lines that come out Sunday night. By Tuesday, you see major moves. You see another move Friday morning when limits go up. But after that point, you pretty much have a mature number with millions of dollars bet into it. Some of these college games are getting $20,000 bet on it. The books are not as concerned about games which are getting $20,000 bet on it. And if they get a sharp bet that's a limit bet, they just move the line. They're not going to be like, oh, no, we're, we're just screwed here. They're just going to move the line a tick or a full point up to that t- t- team's side. And then they're going to sit back and see if they get action on the other side. But because the action is not going to be as significant and the limits aren't nearly as high, it's a lot easier to, to attack and be profitable on these smaller conferences, especially if you pay attention to them all season. I always say pick one or two small ones, focus on those, and then build out from there. Yep. Specialization. It works, especially when you're attacking a market. It's great to have Mike Samich here on a Friday for the full hour. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings, VSIN, the sports betting network. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.